which is what a million dollar speaker does, is creates lasting impact on someone. Welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm RV Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and your host today for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Now, this podcast is different from other speaker podcasts because we talk about what makes you a million dollar speaker, how do you reach millions of people? And how do you make millions doing it? And I have just the guest for you today to answer that question. And my guest is Fred Joyle. Fred Joyle, he's an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and business advisor. He co-founded the most successful dentist referral service in the country, 1-800-DENTIST. He has previously written two books on marketing and dabbled in stand-up and improv comedy, acted in bad movies and excellent TV commercials. His latest book, Super Bold, From Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days, is an Amazon and Wall Street Journal bestseller. He once beat... Sir Richard Branson in chess, and also was a question on Jeopardy. He is an avid cyclist and below average tennis player and an even worse golfer. And he lives in Los Angeles and he's here today to share with us how we can learn to be bold fast. So welcome, Fred. Thank you very much, RV. Very excited to be here. All right, so we're going to have fun for the next 20 minutes. So the first question I like to ask all my guests is what do you think? Now, you've been speaking for many, many years, and you've been acting and all of this great stuff. So tell us, what do you think the number one characteristic is of a million-dollar speaker? The number one characteristic I have found is if you are connected emotionally to your content, to your message, Mm -hmm. connected to it and express that emotion as you speak, then your audience connects with you and connects with the emotion of your message, which is what draws them in. If you don't, if you're not, then they could just read it. They could, you know, they could, you know, they could, you know, read a blog or something like that or listen to a blog about it. They need to be emotionally connected and you need to be emotionally connected for it to be of value, of lasting value, which is what a million dollar speaker does is creates lasting impact on someone. I love that lasting impact. And yes, you must get connected with the message. Everybody doesn't. Yet it's so hard, Fred, for some people to get connected with their own message. So I know you mentioned uh, to me privately that you, um, well, not privately, but before, <laughs> before our podcast that you too, you know, did some speaker training. So tell me, how did you tackle that? How did you get people to get connected with their message? I had them tell uh, a, a story about 
a pivotal moment in their life or a, a, a serious loss in their life. Okay. And, and they would tell it and then, and they would tell it in sort of almost a rote fashion. And I would say, okay, I don't, I don't feel that. I don't, because you're not telling not it like you it. feel it. Yeah. Right. So, so, so it's not impacting me. And so I would say, I want you, if, if you're telling, I had this, this one client, she was telling the story, she's climbing the Himalayas and she's telling it like she's talking about her favorite restaurant. Now I said, do you realize that no one in the room has climbed the Himalayas that you're right. talking to? That's huge. And you're, I said, I want to, I want to feel your trouble breathing at 25,000 feet. I want to feel, I want you to walk across the stage slowly and talk about how hard each step was. And then when you say my Sherpa knelt down and tied my shoes because I couldn't take my gloves off. It was too cold when he took his gloves uh -huh. off and he knelt down. I, I said, I want you to kneel down and yes. show me that. And she, when she finally did that, she started bawling because she suddenly got so connected to how she felt about that Sherpa, because that was the story. This Sherpa made her go way beyond what she thought she was capable of. Right. But she finally and, and I said, that's how you tell a story. Right. That's the story. And it got the audience connected and you took, she took you all on her journey. And that's yeah. exactly what we want to do in storytelling. Now tell me, I'm just, I'm just really curious because you are a speaker, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business advisor. Tell us about this whole 1-800-DENTIST thing and tell us a little bit about how that got on Jeopardy. You know, I was working in the advertising world in the 80s and somebody uh, that I knew had the phone number and he said, I think you could make a business out of this. So I was young and naive enough to think I could pull it off. And a friend of mine said, let's do it together. And, and we just got started. We invented every aspect of the business and it got way bigger than we thought it was going to be. But it's one of those things, just like walking on stage, you, you certainly you have to make a commitment. And once you start a business, all of a sudden, things happen that lock you in and you got to figure out how to succeed. Right. But like signing personally on everything, on the lease, you know, on, you know, like every, every loan that you get, it's all, so you're ruined if you fail. So you got to step up. And so we started making TV commercials. I eventually started being in the TV commercials. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it just, it just, snowballed and became the largest referral service in the country. And then we, I mean, we spent half a billion dollars in advertising over the, over the 25 years I ran the business. So we, we were part of the culture. And so was I at that point, just from being in the commercial so much. So Jeopardy had at one point a category 800 numbers. And so one of the questions that was, uh, well, it's technically an answer, right? Because of the way yeah. Jeopardy does so. So the answer is Fred Joyle shines his pearly whites in this 800 commercial. Oh. And the question is, what, eight, one is, what is 1-800-DENTIST? So they just did this. Uh, I, a friend of mine sent me a video of it. And he said, dude, you're on Jeopardy. Oh my. <laughs> so I went like, what are you talking about? And so it was very, it was a great, fun little uh, pop culture moment. 
Wow. Well, that's pretty special, too, to be able to get the, the number dentist. I mean, yeah. and have it all. Sp- now, since then, I mean, you do this or are you done? With it? Did you sell it? What I eventually you- sold it. Yeah. So I, I started writing books on how to do practice marketing for dentists and then I started lecturing. So that's where the, the speaking career began is I had the books and I started to get uh, in front of dentists and their teams and really explain how to create a remarkable patient experience. And, and I took some speaker training, and but I had done acting training. I had done improv comedy, which is phenomenal training, yes. phenomenal yes. for getting comfortable on stage. Because if you can walk on stage with no material and create a scene with three other people, then story. going on stage with prepared material, that's a lot easier. Yeah, it is a lot easier. And so eventually I just, and, and now, see, I started out as a very shy person, very underconfident. And I, I took years and years to work my way through it. it, but it frustrated me. So I knew I had to defeat it and it took me a long time, but I eventually, you know, when you have to learn how to do something, that's when you know how to teach it. You know, some people are like natural athletes. They make terrible coaches. Because they can't tell anybody how to play like they do. It just comes to them. But if the person who had to work hard to get great knows how to teach it, knows how to coach. I had to figure out how to become bolder. So I figured out a systematic way that somebody can be bold, can teach boldness uh, to, you know, to other people even, but, but to expand it in a rapid way. Uh, and, and understand the dynamics of it and that, that anybody can learn to be bolder. It, it doesn't, it, it's not something you're born with. Uh, some people are naturally bolder, and, but most people are socialized into being underconfident. You know, like, like they don't have, they have parents that don't know how to help them be confident. They, they go through high school, which is a terrible place for your self-esteem oh, for gosh. most people. So, um, so so speaking of bold and being bold, I I love this um, topic. You wrote the book, Super Bold. And uh, if you're watching this as a video, I can see it behind you. Super Bold, Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. Could you tell us a little bit about the book, what's in it? And uh, maybe give us a couple of hints on how we can go from underconfident to charismatic. Yeah. And, and so just so when I say charismatic, it basically that means you are comfortable wherever you are and, and people are drawn to that when, when you always act like you belong wherever you are. And that's just that's because you've built your boldness muscle. And that's what the book is about. It's about the mindset you need to understand how to get there, then the systematic process of how to summon your boldness in any situation. And then a third of the book is a bunch of exercises that are at all different levels, starting really simply to get more and more challenging and to expand your comfort zone, to, to make you do crazier and crazier things, basically, as exercises to build your boldness muscles so that you are bold when it matters, when you are going on stage so that, you know, because you know that as speakers, we're not like 
so relaxed that we're like like a sloth on stage. <laughs> we have we have just turned all of that anxiety and nervousness into energy that allows us to deliver. Exactly. Exactly. I definitely tell people. Beautiful. Well said. So, Fred, speaking of speaking, and I know you spoke a lot all over the world. Tell us one experience. And again, this is a question for everybody that, you know, he doesn't know I'm going to ask. Um, so tell us one experience that stands out and tell us that story, maybe where you were, who you were with. What's that one speaker story that that you would like to share with us today? Uh, well, the, the, the thing that really cements your relationship with the audience is how you react when something goes wrong. And if you speak right. long enough, that you're going to have Stop. tech problems. You know? Yes. And so I was, I was in this ballroom in this very nice hotel, and it was daytime, and it was snowing out. It was just gorgeous. Uh, Where were the, the you? Day. It was snowing. Uh, I was in Long Island. Okay, New York. Okay. And and, uh, and I, I have, and you know, some sometimes you have two screens. So I had two projectors yes. on my on on the sides of me, and I'm in the center. And I'm about to play this video for them. I've, I've sort of ramped up and I, I hit the clicker. And as I hit the clicker, the power goes out in the entire hotel. Oh, no. So the, the projectors go off. And fortunately, there was enough natural light in the room. And, and I just looked at the clicker and I said, wow, this thing is more powerful than I thought. Uh, <laughs> and... And so, and I said, well, I don't have the video and I don't want to describe the video. So I had a story I was going to tell much later in the, in the lecture. And so I just told it. And 10 minutes later, after I'm telling the story and it led to a couple other things. And then the power comes back on and the speakers, you know, speakers are not meant to be unplugged, right? It'll blow the light bulbs a lot of times in them because they don't have time to cool off. But they came back to life and everything came back working. But the, the, the two interesting things was I, my aplomb when nothing, I didn't react to that, to something like that happened. Some people say, all right, well, we'll, we'll restart in a few minutes. It's like, yeah. I just kept going. Kept going, good. But, but also, I discovered that that story belonged much earlier. Because, and uh, yeah. so it's like this, I get this great gift of like, no, this is when to tell the story. This belongs in the first third of my lecture, not in the last third. So it was just this great moment of it, it looked like it went really bad and I got something really good out of it. And I just kept going. You just keep going. Beautiful. That is good advice for all speakers. Keep going. I always tell people, don't let them see you sweat. Don't let your audience see you sweat. So don't say, oh, it's technical. Just keep going. You discovered something. Uh, now, see, that is a million dollar speaker, Fred, right there. You just kept going. Didn't let it bother you. And I always also tell people, you know, if something technical happens, you need to be able to deliver your speech without a PowerPoint, without anything technical, without music, without support. And if you can't do that, then you're not a million dollar speaker. You're not prepared. You're, You're technically not prepared. Not prepared. You've yeah. got to be able so. to deliver your content. And, and, you, it, it, and when something goes wrong and you roll with it, 
you you have amplified their admiration for you because they already admire the fact that you're willing to get up in front of people. Right. Because people are terrified of the stage. Right. So the fact that you do it and then when something goes wrong, you just go, uh, you know, like if, if I, somehow I wander onto stage and my flies down and I figure it out about 20 minutes in, I just look down. I, I say, you know what? My mom had been trying to get me to, to, to figure this out for years and I'm, it's still a problem for me. And then just turn around, zip up and keep going. They're just going to laugh because he's like, this guy had his fly down and it didn't bother him. He's in front of a thousand people with his fly down and he just <laughs> rolled with it. You know, and made it funny instead of making it, oh, I'm so embarrassed. You can choose not to be embarrassed. It's a choice. It's a big learning experience when you realize that. Right. Thank you. And I love it. Just turn tragedy into humor. You know, what could have been tragic into humor. All right, Fred. So if someone wants to get your book or they want to get a hold of you to work with you, how would they do that? Uh, fredjoyle.com that's j-o-y-a-l no dots or dashes or anything and i'm fred joyle everything linkedin instagram tiktok uh twitter and uh and so you can go to my website download the the first chapter of the book you can also book a half hour with me if you want to talk about whether i would be a good keynote for you or you want personal coaching on on how you can become bolder and the book is on amazon uh in hardcover uh, Kindle and Audible, and it is me reading the Audible, of course. I'm on Audible too. Awesome. Yes, of course you would be. Fun. Now, what is your freebie? You you have a freebie for everybody for only a dollar. Yes, share I have set it up so that the Kindle for the next 30 days is going to be only a dollar, the Kindle version of it. And you can also go to my website and download the exercises so that you can have a PDF of all the exercises. You'll have a physical version because you'll want that. Because when you're listening or, or reading digitally, it's a lot harder to, to have the, the, the exercises to do. Because this is a book about doing stuff, taking Ooh. action. Boldness is putting your confidence in action. So you're going to be doing the exercises. Beautiful. I love it. I love that the book has exercises in it because that creates action and, you know, for people to do and really get deep into it. So I'm so grateful uh, for that, Fred. You know what? I could speak. I could talk to you for hours, you know, especially about speaking. And oh, yeah. so we're going to have to make up, a, you know, set up another appointment to chat and, and maybe have you come back on the show. You're going to be like a hundredth and something number of, <laughs> of show and it will be, um, you know, airing very soon. So I really appreciate meeting you, getting to know you. And um, I just want to know more. So. If you're like me, everyone, and you want to know more, then connect with Fred, download his Kindle version, go buy his book and set up that calendar appointment with him and get to know him a little bit more because I know I am. All right. So again, thank you, Fred, for being on the show. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Arvi. I'm very grateful for you having me on. It's been a great experience. All right, good. A quick one, but hopefully great. All right, everyone, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you back here next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. 
Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.